We've come to the covenant service. We've been building up to this over the last four weeks. And today, traditionally in the Methodist church, once a year, we celebrate a covenant service. Covenant being a a relationship, as as a good word for me anyway. A relationship between God and us. And he made a covenant with us. And uh, we, as the Methodists, uh, honor that every year uh, with a covenant service. It tends to be a little more formal, uh, so I don't think we'll be dancing in the aisles. But for all that, uh, it is an important service, and uh, it kind of pulls together the things uh, that we've been talking about over the last few weeks. So to that end, I want to read you from uh, the book of Jeremiah, uh, from chapter 31, and I read from verse 27 through to verse 34. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will plant the kingdoms of Israel and Judah with the offspring of people and of animals. Just as I watched over them to uproot and tear down and to overthrow, destroy and bring disaster, so I will watch over them to build and to plant, declares the Lord. In those days, people will no longer say the parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. Instead, everyone will die for their own sin Whoever eats sour grapes, their own teeth will be set on edge. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. Because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant that I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Just to there. And uh, I thank God for his word this morning. I'm not apologizing uh, for the fact that this is likely to be a Slightly more formal than uh, normally. Uh, I try to keep it a little light sometimes. But this is an important service, and it's a service that the Methodists take seriously. Uh, and so I, I invite you to just bear with me as we talk about, about God's new covenant, uh, as I read it to you from Jeremiah, and let's see how we go. Have you ever felt weighed down by your own sins and shortcomings? Ever uh, despaired over over your ability uh, to live up to expectations, God's expectations especially, society's expectations, your own expectations? Have you ever wished that you could have a fresh start? And in some respects, the covenant service as we celebrate it in the Methodist Church about a fresh start, just reminding us uh, that we can, we can make another day, have another go at it. You know, the prophet Jeremiah uh, was proclaiming a word to sinful, insecure people, just like us, uh, to people whose confidence in the future had been badly shaken. And I don't think I need to put flesh on that. People in exile, don't have to talk about that, I don't think. Have you ever made a big mistake uh, in your life, a mistake for which you have paid over, over and over again? over many years, or maybe you're still paying for that mistake. This was the situation of the ancient Hebrews in Jeremiah's day. They were a conquered people, both Assyria Assyria and the Babylonians. They knew what it was uh, to be the underdogs. 
they'd come to understand that their present predicament was a consequence of their sin. Now, I don't want to, I'll just leave it there. Uh, for them, uh, they felt that their predicament was the consequence of sin. Maybe some of us feel like that. When our lives are in a mess, when our life is not turning out as you hoped it would, and when you feel that everything is your fault, life can be very difficult. And the memories often recur on a daily basis. They keep coming back at us. Perhaps some of us feel we are still making those same mistakes. For the addict who lost everything, the sins of the past are still alive. The partners in a shattered marriage live with the consequences of that brokenness. So do their children. Our nation is still bearing the scars of our earlier behaviors. How is it with you and with me? Are the sins of the past still alive? Are we plagued by the mistakes of our past, especially in our spiritual lives? Is there anyone here today with no spiritual flaws whatsoever, no doubts, no skeletons in the cupboard, pure as the driven snow? Can I have a show of hands? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think all of us have regrets about things that we've done in years gone by or even recently. And these regrets have a way of haunting us as days go by and in later years. And you know what? And this is the good news. It was to people like us that Jeremiah wrote a word from God. It was to people just like us. People haunted by their past, haunted by mistakes that they've made. And God has Jeremiah tell those people and tell us about a fresh start that he's going to give us. A new covenant, a new agreement between us that he will create. Jeremiah 31, 31. And in this new covenant, the one that we Christians believe has been installed by Christ, that God will forgive our iniquity and remember our sins no more, and we'll get to these words. God no longer remembers the sin that you and I commit. Can I say that again? God no longer remembers the sin that you and I commit, and he remembers our failures no more. God will forgive. This is the new covenant that Jeremiah was speaking about. There's a Spanish story of a father who had become estranged uh, from his son. And the son had run away and the father had lost touch with him and set out to find him. He searched for months and months to no avail. Finally, in a last desperate effort to find him, the father put an advert in a Madrid newspaper. And it read, Dear Paco, meet me in front of this newspaper office at noon on Saturday. All is forgiven. I love you, your father. On Saturday, 800 Pecos 
showed up looking for forgiveness and love from their fathers. Anyone? Looking for forgiveness? But of course, that's the bottom line of the covenant service. Because you see, forgiveness is the beautiful reality of the new covenant through Jesus Christ. In the Hebrew and in the Greek, forgiveness literally means sending away. It's a nice thought, huh? Forgiveness, sending it away, sending the sin away. Or it may also mean lifting away or covering. Think about it. Our mistakes and sins are sent away or covered. Is this not happens? Is this not what happens when you're forgiven? Your mistakes don't count anymore. They're pardoned. They're overlooked. That's what forgiveness is about. We prayed it this morning. Forgive us our trespasses. Some of the older translations says, forgive us our sins. And on top of all this, Jeremiah also writes that God will remember our sin no more. That's important, I think. Because you see, the best description is a blackboard or a whiteboard these days. When you've written all over it and, and the time comes to clean it, you wipe it and it's gone. Isn't that what happens when we come and we ask God for forgiveness? And he speaks the words of grace that says, my daughter, my son, your sins are forgiven. God will never come to you and say, remember when you, remember about that, that you said, never when God says your sins are forgiven, it is so. That's what this is about. The whole story of Jesus Christ, his birth, life, teachings, example, all the rest, his, his resurrection. It's all about God helping us understand his new covenant of love and forgiveness and cleansing and forgetting and wholeness. That's what the covenant is about. Have we grasped it? Do we understand? Do we know that through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven? We're going to share communion at the end of the service. What's it about? It's exactly this. In a sense, that little bit of bread or wafer or grape juice and water, whatever, it's symbolic of resurrection, new life, cleansing, wholeness. The slate wiped clean. Think of the extreme lengths God has gone to to help us understand just how much he loves us. An empty cross. An empty cross. That's what the covenant is about. Reminding us, forgive and forget. Can we really do that? Can we really do that? Of course we forgive the wrongs that are done to us. That's the Christian way. But do we really forget? Because you see, the covenant, God forgets. God forgets. I don't know about us. Or do we not keep our eye on the one we forgive, just in case? Just in case. And I don't have a sense of God looking at me with his eye on me in case. And I don't think he's looking at you in case. It's done. 
He did it. It's done. Past tense. Leonardo da Vinci uh, painted The Last Supper, as you know. He had an enemy who was a fellow painter, and he and da Vinci had had a bitter argument, and, and da Vinci despised this man. And when he was painting the face of Judas Iscariot on that famous painting of The Last Supper, da Vinci put the face of this man that he hated into the face of Judas. And so that he would be present for ages as the man who had betrayed Jesus. He took delight in painting the pictures, knowing that others would actually notice the face of his enemy as Judas. And as he worked on the faces of the other disciples, he often tried to paint the face of Jesus. But he couldn't make any progress whatsoever. He was frustrated. He was confused. And in time, he realized what was wrong. His hatred for the other painter was holding him back from finishing the face of Jesus. Only after making peace with that man and repainting the face of Judas was he able to paint the face of Jesus and complete his masterpiece. That's a story. That's a story. I think that's our story, you know. It really is. And I think in a sense the covenant service is about this. Even when we forgive ourselves for bad decisions or bad habits, we don't forget. Our memories are scarred by it. And this is precisely why our societies are in such bondage. We cannot get past our memories. And man, if ever that sentence was appropriate, it's appropriate for this country. We can't get past our bad memories. Maybe as a nation we need to make a new covenant with God and with our country at whole and see if we can do something about it. Even when we forgive ourselves for a bad decision or a bad habit, we don't forget it. Our memories are scarred by it. Oh, but my friends, this is not the way God forgives. He wipes the slate clean. He remembers our sin no more. We are really forgiven. Our sins are really forgotten. That's what our covenant service is about. Can you feel the wisdom that this word is offering us today? The sins of the past, the misdeeds of the past, the bad habits that may be plaguing us. God has forgotten them. Can we? Can we? And in a few moments when we share the covenant service and we share communion, maybe this can be in the forefront of our minds, that we're looking for forgiveness and forgetting. Because they're two different words. But they need to come together. And if God has forgotten them, all these things of the past have no meaning whatsoever. They have no eternal significance because they're, they're gone. If God has forgotten them, perhaps we can too. And I, for me, this is liberating. This is liberating. All the burdens that have worn us down, the regrets, the suspicions, the bad habits, don't count anymore. They don't exist in God's memory. Think of it. When you forget something, it no longer exists. How about that? That's good news. A great recipe forgotten. I found these. A great recipe forgotten can no longer make a mealtime better. A friend forgotten is no longer a friend 
and never really was. Ooh. And a pain which is forgotten is no longer painful. Oh, I like that. A pain which is forgotten is no longer painful. This is the way our sins are with God. All the things that have caused us pain, all the dead ends we've had in our lives. A friend who is no longer a friend. This doesn't exist for God anymore. Why are we clinging on to the bad memories of the past and the regrets of what was or what wasn't? The suspicions and the bad habits. God's forgotten them. We can too. We can too. And the good news is that we don't have to do anything about this. Because it's God's free gift to us. It's the new covenant that he made with us through Jesus Christ. It's not about what God's doing. It's what God's done. It's what God has done. So let me make a final point. God not only forgives our sins and changes us, but he also helps us to forget the old destructive ways that used to be. He changes us in such a way that, that we begin to forget the old self-destructive patterns that we had in our lives. Remember that new covenant the next time you're depressed about life and about friends, old behaviors and attitudes that have haunted you for hours or ages. God's truly great love is miraculous. He sets us free from what has been haunting us for years. Now, I want to ask you, when you come for communion in a few minutes, can you leave behind here the things that are haunting you? And make a new covenant with God to walk away from the rail and go back to your seat as a new creation. And then the covenant service will have done what it's designed to do. Not to bind us, but to set us free. Please let's use this time to renew this incredible covenant God makes with us. I will be your God, and you will be my people. And as the words of the covenant prayer, which we will do in a moment, says, as it is ratified on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. So the rest of the service is designed for you and God, for me and God, just the two of us. So that we can make a new covenant with God and let it be something special. And I pray it will be. I really pray that it will be. And so let's pray just a moment. Oh God, thank you that we're not alone. Thank you that you're our God and we are your people. Thank you that, that you, make, you make covenants with us that are bound in heaven. Please bless us as we begin to share this time together now, as we share this little service and as we share communion. And may it be uh, that we can walk out the doors uh, shortly, new creations, 
made in your image. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friends, we're going to work our way through uh, the covenant service now. Uh, it ends with the communion. Um, but for now, uh, the words are on the screen, and uh, I invite your responses uh, in the appropriate places. And so in the old covenant, God chose Israel to be his people and to obey his laws. Our Lord Jesus Christ, by his death and resurrection, has made a new covenant with all who trust in him. We stand within this covenant and we bear his name. On the one side, God promises in this covenant to give us new life in Christ. On the other side, we are pledged to live no more for ourselves, but for him. Today, therefore, we expressly, as generations of our fathers and mothers have met, to renew the covenant which, is bound, which bound them and bounds us to God. So I'm going to ask you to stand, please. We continue. Beloved in Christ, let us again claim for ourselves this covenant which God has made with his people and take the yoke of Christ upon us. To take this yoke upon us means that we are content that he appoint us our place and work and that he himself be our reward. Therefore, let us make this covenant of God our own. Let us give ourselves anew to him, trusting in his promises and relying on his grace. And thank you. Would you be seated? We continue. Lord God, our Holy Father, since you have called us through Christ to share in this gracious covenant, we take upon ourselves with joy the yoke of obedience and for love of you, engage ourselves to seek and do your perfect will. We are no longer our own, but yours. And we say together, please, I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and with my whole heart yield all things to your pleasure and disposable. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen.